From India's largest newsroom, I'm Meenal Baghel and this is the Times of India podcast. People are questioning, do we really need to go back to work? Can we have a hybrid workplace? Can we have 40%, 50% or whatever the number? How you engage with the Gen Z and millennials? That's the constant endeavor for most organizations. Almost like um, seducing the people to come back to work on your office desk is going to be uh, key in everybody's businesses. The office has long provided us with a scaffolding of routine, purpose, friends and colleagues and also the all-important demarcating step between the home and the world. No problem, sir. I will implement the changes by tomorrow evening. Akash, the client is expecting this by tonight, so you have to start working on it immediately. So it's already 7 p.m. Yeah, yeah, no hurry at all. You can send it to me by 10 p.m., 11 p.m., or even later. I have a lot of movies on my watch list today, so I'll be awake. As a spoof from the YouTube channel, The Covert Indian suggests COVID has appended our work life. But is it for good? Or is work from home going to be a passing phenomenon? As India slowly opens up, my colleague Namrata Singh maps out the future of office and what work might look like in the near future. Companies like, I'll just name a few companies like Access Group, Edelweiss, uh, General Insurance, Agon Life. Uh, these are just few I'm, I'm talking about, which are currently in the news. These have specifically chalked out work from home and work from anywhere policies for the employees. So they, they are saying we will hire from anywhere. Right. Of course, there are head office centric roles, regional head roles, which require a person to be based in a particular city. And these roles cannot become location agnostic, right? Sales head or regional head. There are companies like Tech Mahindra, WNS, who have spoken about a hybrid way of uh, working going forward. And this trend, in fact, is backed by global studies. So Microsoft India's work trend index, which is an annual study which they do, uh, has revealed a flexi work which is here to stay. And it says that nearly 74% of Indian employees want more flexible work uh, options. These are Indian employees. Srikant Kara, Chief Human Resources Officer at the Bangalore-headquartered IT company Emphasis, tells Namruta that they have created an agile working culture. Typically, majority, I would say majority, which you can say is about 60 to 70% still want uh, a kind of a mix between hybrid workplaces getting popular. They want to come and interact. They want to socialize. They want to get out of home and sit with the people. But at the same time, want to have, so it looks like at a broad level, at a feeling level, uh, people want 50-50. Three days at work, three days at uh, uh, home kind of a situation. I think uh, that's what we're evolving to. That's what majority want. Hybrid work culture, how does it look? We simulated it. We simulated saying that, you know, uh, Three days, if they want to come to office, can we have hubs, hubs of people where they stay? You know, where we have uh, we work kind of a conference rooms, where we all get together for three days instead of having these huge office spaces. Can we have 10, 15 of those hubs, one in Gurgaon, one in Bombay, one, or not one, two or three in Bombay, maybe five or 10 in Bangalore, Hyderabad, Chennai, and then give away all the real estate and then have work from home and then coming to the hubs is one thing. In our uh, software industry, there's a thing called agile work culture. It's yes. already been brought into it. 
So agile working is nothing but on-the-spot innovation and interacting and collaborating. In fact, we created these agile workspaces long before COVID, okay, where the design teams come together and design the thing on the... So, you know, the agile workspaces is something that can be now adapted beyond the software industry to the normal work. The other tectonic shift in the lockdown has been a lot of the younger workforce moving away from the megapolises of Mumbai, Delhi, Bangalore, back to their homes in the Tier 2 and Tier 3 towns and realizing that they can enjoy quality of life at a much more affordable price. I think post-COVID, like I said, remote is now the new normal, right? So right, right. For, a company to, for a company to have employees sitting thousands of miles away is not as alien anymore. Everyone's been doing it for the last year. And mm. companies are now saying, you know what, if that is possible, what else is possible? Right? Can I hire good people, whether they're in Bangalore or in Hyderabad or in Jaipur or Indoor? Mm -hmm. um, it allows me to break the competition from my peers who are hiring in similar places. It allows me to hire faster Correct. and hire people who are probably a little bit more committed as well. If they want to be based in their homes, uh, mm. and, and if you think about it from the professional standpoint, you know, for them, it's better work-life balance. It's hmm. better um, you know, overall sort of life, and your um, and your quality of living is much better. Your standards are higher. People are happier, so everyone wins, right? So what's happening now is um, the representation of the workforce, especially in Indian tech, is going to become truly a lot more diverse, hopefully, right? So a lot more hmm. women are able to participate in technology yeah. jobs because there is you know, greater flexibility in work. That's Vikram Ahuja, co-founder of the recruitment company Talent 500. He's of the view that other than creating greater diversity in the workforce, remote working from tier two and tier three towns will also save companies big monies and salary costs. Salaries in an Indore or a Jaipur are anywhere between 15 to 30% lower than in Bangalore, for example. And uh, you will find that over time, companies will start looking at this as a big, you know, decision factor. For now, because it's still early and talent itself is in between two cities, that cost hasn't been established yet. So if you were to hire an indoor, someone who has never left indoor, mm. then that person's perception of what acceptable standard is very different than someone who's gone from Bangalore. So mm. I think in terms of early trends, what we're seeing is an openness from companies to uh, look at candidates from tier two and tier three with the model being work from anywhere. Uh, some companies that are seeing some early successes are also exploring setting up offices, physical offices in these cities. Nidhi Marwa of Executive Center that provides flexi working spaces offers a cautionary note. Companies, she says, are still in the wait and watch mode, waiting to see how the pandemic turns out and whether the employees can be wooed back to the physical office. When you talk about any professional, they would be looking at growth. Mm. Um, and whilst your current job could have you there, uh, you know, like you said, in, in an Indore or a Jaipur, whether stepping up the ladder would mean stepping into another city, a bigger city, 
you never know so we are waiting for it we are in a pune and a hyderabad um, and a chennai etc as well we are keeping a close eye on on the other cities which are emerging but it has to be not just a fad for the moment you know it has to be a trend which changes and a lot of companies are not very sure as to what their work culture is going to be like what their business models are going to look like what their um, real estate portfolio is going to look like so uh, let's say this is this big big client a uh, big bank or um, an it major who is looking at having a, a flex office space for their people who stay in the vicinity of you know it's a residential area but they would still want it absolutely top notch because a they wouldn't want their people to feel that because they're not coming to the head office so to say they're getting a step treatment and two they would want to make the office interesting enough and good enough for them to want to come in so there're going to be two factors to that so uh, you know almost like um, seducing the people to come back to work um, hmm. on your office desk is going to be uh, key in everybody's businesses namrata singh too who has been reporting on office life and how it's changing tells me that though the pandemic may have put it in mortal danger there is a way to resuscitate the office with all its warts and joys the office politics the office romance the platonic office spouse and even those dull meetings with real people that seem so terribly attractive now i think organizations are waiting waiting and watching right now so there's no decision but if tomorrow everything uh, becomes normal you know if we don't see any other wave any third or fourth wave of the pandemic and if everybody has been vaccinated which which would be another i think 6 months to one year i guess or even mm. more i don't know but by and large in the metro cities say in bombay if everybody's achieved the uh, 70% vaccination then uh, i i won't be surprised if companies say come back to work fast tracking of technology globalization rate of pace of change everything is happening so fast that business models itself is changing okay so a whole lot of traditional stuff the way it was done is being disrupted now more than ever okay mm-hmm. and personally i feel if earlier organizations were pyramidical structure there was a huge role for the middle management to play okay because okay. you had it to, the top was very small and then the uh, the bottom was you know, large and then the, there was a middle manager that managed all this but thanks to all this technology and globalization and uh, uh, all this the organizations are now becoming lot more matrix reporting and as a result i feel i've already seen it in a lot of industries in india it's a matter of 10 years when the middle uh, middle management is not required at all That's Achyut Menon, CEO of the Hyderabad-based talent search firm Options Executive Search, who is forecasting beyond the physical aspects of the office. He is speaking about the contours of what companies may look like a few years down the line, functions that will be outsourced, jobs that will no longer exist, and the middle management that will be sliced off. See, technology is always there. Okay, it's just that. the only thing which has changed in the pandemic is the mindset 
we all thought we had to go to office to do the work. Okay, and believe me, uh, overnight when it happened and everybody, the work was shifted home. The heavens have not fallen, kind of a thing. People are still productive. In fact, some companies say they are more productive now when people are working remotely. And all this is, in my opinion, severe effects on the middle management. Earlier, the middle management were trying to be hoarding information and hoarding stuff, and they thought they were trying to motivate the junior people. Now, with the kind of that entire uh, because of transparency, a whole lot of managers have nothing to manage. They are all sitting at home and looking at PCs like this and doing the conversation, and the work gets done whether they are there or not. But over the last twenty years, you know, a whole lot of IT has come part of our lives. Reporting has become a lot more transparent, a lot more real time. By 2030, the only permanent roles will be the CXO roles. Everything which can be outsourced will be outsourced. Anything which can be automated will be automated. Both Namrata Singh and Shrikant Kara say that reskilling and upskilling will be key to remaining relevant across sectors, and that the gig economy. Will no longer be restricted to Gen Z, but even older people will have to think short-term projects to prolong their working life. I don't think people would people would be very consciously hiring. They'll only hire when they need something done. You will continue to hire in areas where you really need that talent, you know. And they'll make do with people who they already have. A lot of people also are looking at gig in a big way. that i get projects done from these workers and uh, then we move on to the next project but that has been that has been uh, you know it's a shape that people have been imagining for some time now that this would be the future of work going mm. forward people learning want to learn a new skill because of the productive time that they got has literally quadrupled in our case Uh, for example, we have a platform called Talent Next, which is a reskilling platform. People used to come, they used to learn, we used to certify people. It was quite popular then too. But literally, in the last one year, four times more people getting into that platform and trying to learn, acquire new skills, and keep themselves abreast of what's happening in the industry. Something that is a very, very positive trend. Companies will look beyond designations and tenure at individual skill sets, says Achit Menon. and for those who are nimble and resilient it's not just job changes but multiple career changes that will mark the new normal so whole lot of jobs which are lost are unlikely to come back the people who have lost jobs lost because they didn't have skills to navigate this digital transformation and it's mm. quite obvious today mm. the jobs which are opening up today totally new jobs are being demanded new skills are demanded and the same set of people are getting more and more jobs it's not it's not that the people who were off led i mean laid off uh, one year back are going to get these jobs those those jobs are gone away so it's no longer a function of the tenure or the seniority of experience but it is the value of the skills that you bring today that's the situation okay we somehow with the organizational pyramidal hierarchy we had grown to glamorize the need for 
qualifications and experience and stuff like that. And you actually paid people because of the tenure. Okay. But when your currency becomes skills, you will start paying for the skill or the outcome. And that is going to be the future of work. Say earlier, one was used to changing jobs once in four or five years. I think now it's time for us to accept that one needs to change careers also once in four or five years. Today's episode was produced by Arun George and Joshua Thomas. For a daily spotlight on people, ideas and stories that matter, subscribe to us. We are available on TUI+, Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts and all other platforms of your choice. For any news tips, reach us at tuipodcasts at timesinternet.in.